Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Woohoo! Episode 107. Lucky 107. Man, we're back up to tr- not just double digits, but triple digits. Mm-hmm. Triple and triple digits. digits. Crazy. And we're all about to get stoned. We don't want to get stoned. Yes. It's bad, and we don't have enough scrolls for that. No, I know, there, but there are enough I'm basilisks just saying. for that. It's bad, and we don't have a uber rich NPC to pull our bacon's out of the fire. It's nope. true. We, we got rid of that when we left Tefu. Mm-hmm. It's more like she got rid of y'all. <laughs> it was a mutual thing. I left you first. Her crush died, then she said, screw off. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. That, yeah. was, that was a low blow. Oh, yeah. Wow. I miss on yours. You're about to we miss on quite do. a bit. When last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers, having met back up with Falto and his caravan in the shadow of Falchion Ridge, had had a chance to speak with a... Uh, a particularly honest, let us say, merchant. Yeah, totally. Uh, quote, honest. unquote, honest. Especially yeah. now that we know that he's friends with the Viper. Who knew? <laughs> well, now you guys see it, but now that's metagame knowledge, so... I know. Shh, don't act Ow. on it. <laughs> I waited until you couldn't act on it. The party had, after meeting with said individual, had uh, the caravan had continued to make its way along until you had reached the Salt Lake, the desert oasis, or the ruined oasis, you had crossed the salt flats instead of going around, believing that you didn't want to arrive after dark, and that was kind of your only option there. It was hot. Uh, well, fortunately, not that hot because Hollis cast like a communal endure element. Yeah, endure element. Yep, yep. So everyone was good. You'd made your way across the open salt plains until you'd arrived in the ruined remnants of an old city, wherein you had started to search the buildings, making your way towards the uh, cliff steps that led up to what appeared to have been a old a larger structure, maybe some sort of noblesque estate or an old temple you couldn't tell up on the hill above the the town itself. And as you explored, you'd found some signs that you were not the first people here and that you found some evidence that the uh, cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh had gone through here previously. <laughs> the uh, party had spoken with Hasim and found out when they had searched the bodies of the cultists that they had found a glove of arrow snaring. You had now found its twin while exploring the ruins here. Uh, which I think Sudi put on, and we already made the Michael Jackson joke, so we can uh, move on past that. Yep. <laughs> but now I have a monk power that I got from a magic item. No, you have to have both gloves. Wait, I thought we found the I other glove. I thought we glove. found the other glove. You knew that the stone giant had it, but you didn't buy the other glove. Because you were like, we're going to buy one was. glove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much money, and we were like, mm, Oopsies. Nah. Yeah, you're like, we're not going to buy just one glove from you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not even half price. Yeah. I think you discussed about Masika making the other glove for it yep. because she has craft one. That would be item. nice at some point. Yeah. But after you had discovered this glove and as you were searching the building, you had seen movement beyond the window. You had heard movement outside. You had taken the brave and courageous adventurer approach of sending the construct out to <laughs> check and see what was outside. It was strategic. <laughs> he can't be petrified. Send to be fair, Heather volunteered her own familiar to go out and check. Not a little construct, okay? Upon stepping out, however, he had found there was, in fact, a long... I think it's about a 13-foot-long lizard with eight legs and glowing red eyes, uh, of which he had relayed to the party, and I believe it was Citra, with her knowledge, Arcana had identified as a basilisk. Although, other than knowing the 
legends and rumors pertaining towards it, which I believe includes the fact that weasels and ferrets are immune to the basilisk's petrifying gaze. Uh, didn't so does really that know mean much if you were, use. It, So does that mean if you were a druid and you turned yourself into a weasel, you would be immune to it? Uh, yeah, you technically gain the animal subtype, so probably. I love that. <laughs> Man, should have played a druid. All Again. reasons. Again, you should have played a druid. For the hundredth time, Jessica should have been a druid. <laughs> Sometimes. If Hollis dies, I will be, but I don't want Hollis to die. I was going to say, fair. one no, of these today. days, she will actually play a druid. It's true. It's true. A fight had then ensued. I believe uh, Narmer had spotted this creature and then subsequently been bitten by said creature, who had inflicted, I think, a few points of damage. I believe it was three points of damage after his five adamantine DR. And then uh, Sudi had closed his eye. Uh, stepped yep. over to the nearby window and just punched blindly out into the uh, <laughs> courtyard beyond, punching a snake in the face, at which point Citra had stabbed blindly around the corner, stabbing a s- snake in the face. Uh, and I think Hollis ha- hasted the party and then hid in a corner. So that's yeah. what I have written down here. <laughs> I think the plan was then to dimension door the heck out of there. I wasn't yeah, 100% sure on what the uh, the plan was at the moment, but uh, I believe following that, Narmer had flown up into the sky, and I guess let's just go ahead and continue with the story as is. Let me cue up a little combat music here. Sirenscape, for all your basilisk needs. Is there a basilisk sound set? You know there should be. I was going to say, we need a, we're making a tactical retreat sound set. Are we? Don't we have to find something here? Yes, but I think being surrounded in a room is problematic. Yeah, I believe he said there was like eight more closing in on us. Oh, yep. yes. Uh, when Narmer had flown up into the sky, well, you found out that there were four more. So there are a total of six basilisks. Yeah. And we don't I have really Segura's grenades. <laughs> She'll never use that grenade. <laughs> it's sentimental value now. <laughs> <laughs> However, we had left off in the middle of Masika's turn, so Narmer's finished going. Masika, would you like to act? Can I see the basilisk from where I'm at? Uh, I suppose that raises an important question. Are you averting your gaze? Nope. You're not averting your gaze. Risky business. So can I see it? Uh, Yeah, you're not averting your gaze, so I will need you to make a fortune save. Or die. I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) More like or petrify. I roll a 12, which gets me a 19. That's pretty good. I don't know what their save is. That will pass. Okay. Uh, So, yes, looking outside of the door, you can see that there is a large serpentine creature with, uh, again, I keep saying serpentine. It is a lizard, uh, despite the fact that it is referred to as the king of the serpents. Uh, It is a giant lizard with eight legs, which is the exact opposite thing of what a serpent would have. uh, It's a serpent king because it has legs. It's true. The king, the king, <laughs> it's king the, of all the serpents. It's the one with the legs and all of the serpents? Yes. Yeah. I see. It's they the took tallest. the legs from all the other snakes. <laughs> it is a long, sinuous creature with light brown crest and ridges running across the entirety of its head and down its back. So the back portion of it is this light, almost desert sand color. And the bottom side of it is this darker brown, somewhat like churned earth. It stares at you with its red glowing eyes. I'm going to cast Flame Strike. Okay. All right, nuke it from orbit. It needs to make a reflex save DC 22. All right. Ah, first edition, big numbers. It's true. It will succeed. Aw. Boo. Lame. Lively leaps to the side with its rogue levels evading the attack and time. No. So it does not have rogue levels. I need 38, (laughs) so it takes, what, 16? 19. 19. 
So Masika calls upon divine power, extends a hand out, a bolt of fire rains down as the serpent manages to somehow get mostly out of the way of this, despite the fact that it's friggin' blind, uh, rolling off towards the side. Yeah, you wouldn't actually have to have uh, made a fortune no, save against Narmer that one. No, because kicked the sand oh, wait, in that no, one's you have, your, you have your eyes open, so you would have yeah. technically had line of sight with the one outside of the window, too. So you would have had to make the second save. So... You only got away with you got away with only having to make one. Uh, as it rolls half out of the way, the explosion searing part of it as it hisses, its forked tongue flicking out and tasting the air, turning to try to find you. You have move extra meaning. Uh, I'm gonna stay there. All right. Masika holds her ground. Citra, are you averting your gaze or keeping your eyes closed? What kind of save is it? Fortitude. It, it's a fortitude save. I have an idea that might help you, but I don't know if it actually will. Because I have my coal on, so I have a slight bonus to that, but it's still only an eight, which means I'd probably have to roll ten or up to be okay. That we know of. We still don't know what the DC yeah, is. That, that, well, that's just me guessing. And So not? your two options are to avert your gaze, which means that you only have a 50% chance of having to make the save each round, and you have a uh, 20% mischance. Bearing in mind that since you are an unchained rogue and not a regular rogue, you actually do get your sneak attack even if it has concealment as long as it is not total concealment. So you'll have a 20% missed chance, but a 50% chance to avoid having to make the save. Or you can close your eyes, at which point you will have a 50% missed chance to hit it, guaranteed not have to not have to make a save, but no chance of delivering sneak attack. I'd rather try for the sneak attack, to be honest. Then do it. So that's what I'm going to do. All right. There's a basilisk outside of the window in front of Sudi, and then there is a separate basilisk uh, somewhere up front. You just know that Masika just apparently blasted the front walkway. Well, I'm going to stick with the one I'm next to. Okay. It has already gone, so it is not flat-footed. Yeah, stay here. I have a plan. So, fortitude save from Citra. Rolled a 13 for a 21. 21? 21 is good. All right. You look out, it stares over at you. Its tongue flickers out at you angrily. And then I rolled a 16 to attack and got a 29. A 29 will stab your target as you stab out the window at it. For nine points of damage. Striking the snake as it bleeds profusely. It's not a snake, it's a lizard. It has legs. The reptilian creature. Uh, but my second attack, I only rolled a 10 for an 18. An 18 will strike the reptile. Oh, okay. As you lash your blade back out. Uh, Stabbing wildly at it. Fortunately, that's only eight points of damage. Cutting it across the face once again as it rears up. It's stunted little clawed legs waving at you angrily. I assume they're stunted since they don't get claw attacks. Mm. Like little, it's like it has eight T-Rex arms. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cute. (laughs) It's like a little centipede lizard. Yeah, that's less cute. Yep, there you go. I imagine it can probably do that lizard thing that they do sometimes where if they're like going down hills or slopes or out on like desert dunes that they can just kind of tuck their legs in and just slide down. (laughs) That's what I'm assuming. Uh, I'm going to try to make them as cute as possible before you murder them. Jessica does that on her own. She doesn't need help. It's true. That is my superpower. (laughs) It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) From Citra, we go to the Basilisks. Uh Uh-oh. Boo. I'm sitting here like, I don't know when my turn is, but I'd like to have one. Uh, Unfortunately, your turn was immediately before Narmer. You had the highest initiative in the party. Oh, right. This... You hasted the party. That was your action this round. Oh, wow. I have a high initiative. Okay, cool. Wait, we're hasted? Yes. Yes. I get a haste attack. Oh, yeah. Haste attack. Get it. Kill it so it doesn't eat my flat-footed face. I got a 19. 
A 19 will still nice. strike your target as your hasted swing goes out. Here we go. Full damage. So that's 11 points of damage. My strategy is to cast spells that don't require looking anywhere near these things so that I uh, don't become a statue. Smart plan. Already been done that once. We don't want to repeat ourselves. Go over the trodden ground that we've already trod. Yep. All right. The uh, basilisk bleeds profusely as Citrus stabs it thrice. Take that. The basilisk outside of the window rears up and will lash out. Uh, it's going to go for Citra. I was going to say, Citra's the one that just stabbed it so much. So much stabbing. Ooh, that might do it. That's a 26. Wow. Not with the haste. Oh. Boom. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right. Boom. So Citra jumps back at the last second as this thing snaps out snake-like, despite the fact that it is not a snake. Yeah, it's going to hold its ground there. Masika just cast a freaking spell. Uh-oh. Uh, and it gets a 24 on its perception check, so it's going to move five feet forward as a move action, the blind one oh. outside of the, the door, sniffing its tongue, darting out, tasting the air. Yeah, I find it surprising that despite the fact that this is a snake, it doesn't get, like, scent or anything like that. It's not like a that. snake. It's a lizard. Snake adjacent. <laughs> it's a magical beast. Uh, it lashes out at Masika with a 24. No, because I'm hasted. <laughs> nice. Haste prevails. Masika darting back as this thing begins to loom over you, biting out at you as it makes its way forward. Lots of slithering sounds come from outside. Uh, despite having eight legs, they appear to be very slow. They're tripping over their legs. Too many legs. I mean, maybe they're sleeping someplace cool and they just haven't started their brains up yet. Uh, who knows? Mm. Sudikantar. All right, I'm going to keep my eyes closed and depend on the law of averages as I fully flurry of blows this basilisk blind. I'm going to be benevolent. What? Uh, so that Jessica does not yell at you that you do have stunning fists that you never use. And they're alive. And these are yeah. an alive creature. <laughs> if you're interested, you don't have to. I'm more worried about them being dead, but I do have a lot of stunning fists I never use. I have five more stunning fists today, so I will try to stun them with my first attack, because why not? Huzzah! Okay. Uh, wow. I rolled a 45 with a 15 on the dice, but 45%. So I miss. That's sad. That will unfortunately yep. miss your target. Regular attacks go. Okay. 71 gets through the miss chance. Uh, 19 on the dice for Ooh. a 31. 31 will strike your target. Hey, oh. Uh, that is going to be 11 points of damage. Sorry, is that lethal or non lethal? Uh, these things are awful. We're going full lethal. They're not human people. Are you? They're not human people. Also, they're going to turn us to stone if we look at them, so I need them to not be around. Very well. Your second flailing swing is you just kind of drop into like a kata routine where you're like, this is my training fighting routine. I don't have to I, see I'm you I'm so much. used to doing it, I can do it with my eyes closed. <laughs> you do feel your fist impact with something. I'll go ahead and say be, and I'll go ahead and be nice and simply say that Citra can let you know that as you crack your fist into the jaw of this thing that it spins around before slumping into the sand. Sudi, you got it. Great. Where's the next one? I'm. He like. He pretty like, sure he it's like, behind us. Oh, okay. He like Citra grabs his shoulder, turns him around, shoves him towards the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he like goes like five feet forward, and he's like, "Okay, am I at the door?" Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I love this. I've missed Sudi. Yeah, that's the end of your turn. Bring us around to the top. Hollow Starkweather. Y'all want me to close up one of these holes, or are we good with that? Um, 
having only one entrance would be good. Then if we need to escape, it'd be easier unless we want to use the other hole for the escape. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I'm just assuming this big cat here is going to be kind of like the one absorbing a bunch of bots and stuff. So uh, here. And she's going to cast Displacement on Sudi. Yay. What well, percentage of mischance is that? 50. 50. Reach out, rest a hand on Sudi's shoulder. Ah, uh, good old shooty. Absolutely facing the opposite direction of the doorway where there might or might not be a scary basilisk. Oh, can I know things about basilisks? Uh, it is a knowledge arcana if you wish to roll it. Oh, I know things. A 34. I rolled a 16. Ooh, very nice. You do way better than me. Yeah, you know a metric ton of stuff about these guys, so that'd be... You just know all the things. You know, the short version, which is that, yes, they're the Vassalist, the King of the Serpent, so on and so forth. Not a serpent at all, eight-legged reptile. See previous episode for description and uh, background on these things. You do have three questions you may ask pertaining towards the Basilisk. Uh, special defenses, please. I would like to know them. Yeah, do these guys have a weakness of some kind? <laughs> they have no special defenses. I will give you that they do get a racial bonus on stealth checks because of their natural camouflage. All right, they're super stealthy. Um, uh, actually, they are really stealthy. <laughs> that's how they get, they ambushed us. Fair. Uh, okay, I guess uh, some special attack action. I mean, obviously, they can turn us to stone, but... They do have a special attack. Uh, they have a gaze attack. Mm -hmm. Their gaze attack will cause an individual to be turned to stone permanently as per the flesh to stone spell. There is a special qualifier to this, and since it's its only special attack, I'll give it to you. Yay. Uh, also, since I think you have a third question, but there's almost nothing to ask. <laughs> a creature petrified in this manner that is then coated, not just splashed, with fresh basilisk blood taken from a basilisk dead for no more than one hour is instantly restored to flesh. Oh. oh. A single basilisk oh, okay. contains enough blood to coat 1d3 medium creatures in this manner. So okay, we have so a solution in case something happens yeah. to one of us. Well, guys, good news, bad news. Bad news, yeah, they'll turn you to stone. Good news, you can bathe in their blood and be unstonified. So that's, that's uh, kind of creepy, but okay. Okay. Have to have somebody else bathe us in the blood? Oh, really well, somebody, yeah, they'll have to wash you all in that blood. Hey, guys, I promise that if all of you die, I'll turn you back to flesh. Yeah, no, I can do it. You're the best armor. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Try to kill as many of them as possible first, because it's going to be hard if they swallow me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they don't have swallow hole, so that's good. Uh, that's a bonus question. All right. <laughs> that's not good. Oh, my. Uh, you technically have a third question to ask, but there's really nothing. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me see if there's anything. Can she ask Tactics. the same DC of their case attack? <laughs> if you want to use a question on that, Sure. What is Hollis's fortitude save bonus? Uh, Hollis starts with a six. Yikes. Wizard. You have a better than 50% chance of making it. All right, that's not bad. Okay. I won't give you the exact number, but you have a better than 50-50 chance. All right, so just the displacement on Sudi. So from Hollis, we go to Narmer. All right, uh, so he's going to spit a glob of acid at the one that's down below him. Look out below. <laughs> it just drools on him a little bit. Ew. Don't forget, I have to make a fly check to maintain my altitude. All right. Well, he gets a rolls a 10, which gets him a 19 to spit his acid. All right. Uh, 19 will hit his target. And then he gets a, he rolls a four for a 24 on his fly check to maintain his altitude. That was a DC 15. And he does six points of acid damage with the glob of spit. He drools down at the Just one below him, I guess. Just imagine yeah. him doing the patooey sound effect. 
<laughs> I'm just imagining that he's like the alien from Aliens, where it's Ew. just like just drips out of him. No, mine was way cuter. Also, the aliens and alien don't spit. Don't spit. Oh, that's their blood, not their drool. That's their blood. Yeah, their blood. They drool a lot, but they don't spit acid. Does Narmor want to do anything else on his turn? No, Narmor will stay where he is. Hey, gosh, I'm going to maintain air superiority. Uh, I'll show there's four more of them, and they're closing around the door in what seems to be a classic outflank maneuver. Just keep us updated, okay? Okay. Oh, there's, there's also a bird. What? <laughs> what? A bird? Yep, there's a bird. It looks like a vulture. I think it's hungry. Oh, <laughs> not a helpful bird. No, no, it's not a helpful bird or anything. Narmer, focus. Basilisks. I'm just keeping you apprised of the situation. <laughs> uh, Masika, averting your gaze or not? No. <laughs> Are you stepping out into the open and making five fortitude saves? No, I'm staying right <laughs> where I am. I, I, I roll, assume having to make like three. <laughs> I roll a 10 for a 17 on my fortitude save. You'll also need to make a separate one because you can currently see two. The next one I roll an 18 for a 25. All right. Both of those will succeed. And then I'm going to whap this basilisk with my light mace. All right. You swing out the door at the basilisk. Uh, I roll a 19 for a 26, which is not a critical because mace. Mm. That will strike your target. I do five points of damage. The you next crack the basilisk across the head with your mace. It continues to bear down on you. And the next swing, I only roll a seven, which gets me a, a nine. So that's probably not going to hit. A nine will not hit your target. But I'm hasted, and that's an 18 for a 25. Okay, that will hit your target. And I do eight points of damage with the second, or with my haste swing. It is still up and running as it continues after you. Uh, Not really running so much as just up. Moving steadily forward and sauntering towards you. Citra Nahamra. Citra will move up to the other side of the doorway to leave uh, a gap for Sudi to get up there. Because Narmer's flying, right? So he's, like, way up in the air. Yes. Uh, You do need to declare whether or not you are averting your case. I'm not. All right. So I will need you to make two fortitude saves. My first one is a 20. All right. My second is a 17. 17 will just make it. As you turn, beginning to make your way forward, feeling this kind of sluggishness start to roll over you like cold water as you make your way closer to the front door. You have a standard action remaining. Uh, then I will swing at it. Unfortunately, I rolled an at one. Oh. A natural no. one will automatically miss your target. From Citra, we go to the Basilisks. Basil- Basili? Hmm. Basilinis. <laughs> Basilinis, I love it. That's <laughs> it. That's, that's the official one now. <laughs> Uh, the first basilisk in the doorway, and it can see again. It's going to slither in to deny you that cover. <laughs> it slithers in. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, look who's flanking. Oh, it's not very bright. Uh, it will then use a standard action to focus its gaze, catch uh, Masika's eye, and make her make another fortitude save. It's giving you a look. Give me the stink eye. Roll a 16 for a 23. Yeah, that'll succeed. <laughs> Rick just wants one of us to turn sound to stone. so sad. Jeez. This he is the same one. person who claims that, you know, he just plays the monsters, but he's not rooting for the monsters. I'm channeling the monster who's disappointed. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's 
called role playing. The next one <laughs> slides its way forward and lashes out at Masika because that's the one that it can see as it's closing. There we go. That's a 29. Yes, that'll hit me. Uh, five points of damage. You know, the next one's going to move fully into the room. Uh, that will provoke an attack of opportunity from Masika and Citra. Uh, Masika rolls a oh, 14 man. for a 21. 21 will hit your target. Roll a 6 for a 19. 19 will hit your flank target. Uh, Masika does 7 points of damage as she boops it in the snoot. Your mace hammers into its side as it goes forward, distracting it enough for Citra to get a stab in from behind it. Uh, with sneak attack, that's 26 points of damage. Wowzers. A vicious stab as it continues to bear its way forward into the room. The other two Basili close, bring us to Sudikantar. All right, Sudikantar probably would start to, like, step his foot forward and then be like feel something kind of scaling and be like, ah! He starts punching. <laughs> Blind still, because I don't want to make... How many would that be? Five? I don't want to make five fortitude saves. First one's 39 on the mischance, which is fine because I rolled poorly. A 91 on the mischance for an 18. 18 will strike your target. 19 because I'm hasty. You still stunning? Uh, no. Okay. All right. You would have had to declare uh, so, it before he rolled. Yeah, that's eight points of damage. Eight points of damage as you punch this basilisk. All right. The not so good hit. Uh, 81. Uh, we'll get through the mischance. I roll a 16 on the dice, which is a 23. 23 will strike your target as you lash your fist out at it. hey All right, seven points of damage. I apparently need to fight blind more often. Another telling hit as you continue to pummel the snake. King of snakes. Gracious. All right, one more. At the haste. Are you kidding me? I got a... F- that's not a d20. That's not a d20. That's not a d20. It doesn't matter because I rolled a 49 <laughs> on the mischance. 49? Really? Dice? Really? <laughs> that will not succeed. I know. Disappointed. Uh, less of your text, I assume? That was it. I hit twice, missed twice. I guess that's not actually that bad. Law so of averages like 50%. All that. Yep. Brings us to the top of the initiative, Hollis Starkweather. Are you averting right, your gaze? Okay, I have a question about averting gaze with a 20% mischance. Is that, like, if it's a targeted spell? Like, if it doesn't include an attack roll, I still would make the chance to see if I have to roll to, like, the fortitude save. But I wouldn't have to make a chance to see if I could cast the spell? Okay, I don't completely understand. Are you talking about, like, an area effect spell? I'm casting lightning arc, which targets two creatures or objects that can be no more than 60 feet apart, but I don't roll anything. So you would not have the 20% yes. chance of missing, but you would still have to avert your gaze, not close your eyes, because you have to be able to see the targets yes. to target them. Yes. That's what I was asking. Okay, cool. Then, yes, I will avert my gaze. Uh, I will move action, open my satchel so that sugar can get out if I turn into stone. Uh, okay. And then I will say... Y'all remember, if I'm stone, bathe me in the blood of these basilisks. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I will cast a lightning arc between the two if I don't fail to save. All right. Before that, I'm going to need you to roll a percentile four times. 29. Okay. 75. Okay. 22. Okay. And 18. Okay. That's three. You're going to need to make three fortitude saves. <laughs> oh, no, girl. I said what I said. I rolled a 16. 22 on the first one. 22 will succeed. I rolled a 13 for a 19. 
19 will succeed. It's all on this. Uh, oh, there uh, it is. Um, I roll a 9 for a 15. A 15 perfectly succeeds. Oh! As you feel this kind of rolling over you as you stumble back. Oh, God. Thought for sure you were stoned. Before you open your satchel, I imagine you'll take a five-foot step back behind Sudi yeah. so that you're not, uh, that's manipulating an object and provokes an attack opportunity, so. Yeah, I would prefer to be away from these things. All right, so you slide back behind Sudi, extend a finger, or extend a hand. I imagine do, like, the fork, like, index and pinky to, yeah. you know, point out the two targets, and uh, uh, lightning crackles between your extended fingertips, and then lightning crackles between the two targets, who I believe both need to make saves. Is that correct? Uh, they do indeed, and all the targets in between them will uh, also take damage, so they all make some reflex saves. Okay, so you're striking the one in front of Sudi, and then the one in the doorway, and then catching the one bes- between Masika and Citra. Yes. Okay, so three saves. And that save would be a DC 21. All right. The one in front of Sudi saves. The other two fell. Excellent. Because this does a D6 point of electricity damage per caster level. Ouch. Ooh, nice. nice. That's basically a lightning bolt. It is a fifth level spell, and I do like it a lot. All right. Let's see. So 34 points of damage, uh, half of that for the one that saved. So the one in front of Sudi explodes in a rain of bone and viscera. The one between them jerks back and forth before its heart seems to just give out and it just collapses to the ground. And the one in the doorway stumbles back with a hit before rearing back up and screeching loudly as the room fills with the sound of thunder and the (laughs) reeking smell of ozone. You killed my parents! Gracious, got two out of three. That's not bad. Well, the doorway does not look good either. (laughs) I don't like being blinded or turned into stone. (laughs) (laughs) Sudi's standing there as this one explodes in front of him, just starts like exfoliating with the blood just in preparation. Um, (laughs) I was more thinking just all of his fur is standing on edge from all the electricity, and he's just like puffy now. Don't touch anybody or you'll get a static shock. From Hollis, we go to Narmer. (laughs) <laughs> hey guys, Narver. it seems like I just missed something really cool. <laughs> Narver's gonna spit acid on the one underneath him. Right. <laughs> he rolls Incoming. a perfect 20. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dang. Nice. I caught him when he was screaming from the electricity right in the fish. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls a 17, just gets him a 26 to confirm. That is a confirmed critical hit as he spits nice. down at this thing. He does seven points of acid damage. Taking out one of its eyes as he spits down and the thing screeches and thrashes, but fights on. And then he will stay above the doorway where he is because he can see all three of the basilisks that are left from there. Hey, gosh, I took one of its eyes out. Are you think that that would, You think that would somehow impact its ability to use a gauge attack, but it doesn't. <laughs> are there any other coming? Nope, that vulture's still circling, though. He's got beady eyes. That's probably not the threat. You will need to make a fly check to, uh, actually, no, you said that he can't fill a 15, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Masika is going to take a five-foot step in front of Sudi. And Are you averting your gaze? No, because I need to cast spells. You'll need to make two fortitude saves. Well, you can avert. You just, uh, you may or may not roll. Yeah, I don't like that. If it's a touch spell. <laughs> I roll a 14 for a 21 for the first one. And then I roll a 10 for a 17 for the second save. Both of those will succeed. So I'm going to cast Ball Lightning. Okay. So I'm going to summon two balls, and I'm going to put them right on top of the basilisk out that I can see, since I can't see any of the other ones. 
The spell's not very specific. If they stack, do they take damage from both of the balls? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to hold it in, but I can't. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just that, like you were saying it so casually, and I'm just well, saying Well, because I'm not trying to be <laughs> dirty about it. I'm looking at this. Like a little 12 year old, like trying not to giggle, and I did not succeed. Uh, yeah, it looks like you'd get a separate reflex save for each. All right, so then I will put them both in the same square on top of that same basilisk because it's the only one I see. Okay. It's going to be a reflex save of 21. Uh, it saves on one, it fails on the other. So it takes three damage from the one it made the save for. Okay. And it takes ten damage for the one that it didn't. Uh, so caught between the two balls, it uh, f- rocks back and forth. Now before Rachel finally... has me laughing. <laughs> the two balls of lightning roll over this thing before it begins to crackle and singe, thrashing violently before finally just collapsing. Again, the smell of ozone and this reek just filling this place. Masika gives Hollis a thumbs up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Elemental buddies. Hollis has a 20% chance of missing that thumbs up. It's true. <laughs> From Masika, we go to Citra Nahamra. Oh, as much as I don't want to. You could wait. Yeah, I suppose. They're probably going to pile in. Yeah, I'm going to do that instead. I'm going to ready that when one of them moves into the doorway to where I get a better hit off of it than I'm gonna I'm gonna stab at. Okay. Are you averting your gaze or closing your eyes? I don't want the mischance. I'm not gonna avert. Okay. So I will need you to make a fortitude save as you bring up your blade, waiting for it to enter. I roll a 7 for a 15. Oh. A 15 will barely <laughs> succeed as the thing <laughs> locks eyes with you and you feel this uncomfortable sensation. Your skin turns a little bit ashen, like you and Hollis both, although Hollis is pretty pasty to begin with. Yeah. Um, but you power through, bringing us to the basilisks. The first one oh, will move into the room, uh, triggering your ready to action. Ha ha. I roll a 9 for a 22. 22 will strike your target. It's too bad you don't have that flank. For nine points of damage. Ouch. Very well. So it moves forward. It bites out at Masika. With a 25. Yes. Chomping a hold of the shaman. Uh, biting a hold for 12 points of damage as it chomps Ow! onto your arm. Beginning to viciously rend. Wait, that was with your haste bonus, right? I have an AC of 24. So with haste, I have a 25, which means it hits. Dang it. Mm. The second basilisk slides over into the doorway and will use a standard action. Eh, coin toss. Uh, Masika, I'll need you to make another fortitude save. Oh no! I roll a six for a 13. Oh no! Oh, no! So this one chomps a hold of you. Masika screeches. It then darts back. The second one looks over its shoulder, stares Masika in the eye, and your body begins to stiffen and petrifies entirely. Uh oh. She's gonna get a basilisk bath and it's gonna be gross. Yeah, that's a problem. Hey guys, I suddenly can't feel anything with my empathetic link. 
we'll We're gonna fix bathe this in some blood. a little bit later. Oh, she's bathing in the blood of her enemies? Okay, I guess she's all right then. <laughs> she will she be, sure. Some sort of magical interference. That's fine. Yes, yes. Uh, Sudikantar. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. Yep. Are you averting um, your gaze? I'm closing my eyes still. I guess I'll feel forward, see there's a stone statue, and go... She didn't avert her gaze, did she? That's Masika. Move to the right. I will take a, a five-foot step around the statue. All right, here's what's killing me right now. What? Sudi has, has the has best a fortitude, 10 save. fortitude save. <laughs> Which means you just have has to roll, roll a five. five. With my luck, that's a certainty. <laughs> Y'all laugh, but you know it's true. Yes, but I, that's metagamey. I really want them to pressure Jordan. Actually, I think it's the yeah. I think the opposite is true. I think the fact of the matter is, is Sudi is so fa- afraid of being petrified again that he's not metagaming and knowing his fortitude save is higher than the 15 DC. Yeah. And See? instead is playing the character. Oh, so Roleplay. One, I'll yeah, give you that. Yeah, except for that's an inadvertent roleplay right there. Two, I really, want, I really want everyone to guilt trip you into doing this and then for you to immediately fail the save. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what would happen. Wow, right? Sudi is, is letting everyone else amazing. fight this thing and... and Sudi actually assumes everybody's averting their gaze. I, I mean, Sudi's actually smart, done a good yeah. amount of damage so far. He hasn't it's done, true. like, Hollis level damage, but you're a freaking but wizard. again, law of average is working in my favor. Can he flank with me, though, if he's averting? Uh, he can. However, Sudi would need to move 10 More. feet instead of a five-foot step. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, you'd I'll be provoking an attack of opportunity as you do so. You have displacement. I'd like you to try to get Yeah, okay. You know what? Fine. <laughs> I do have displacement. Even though, to be fair, Sudi doesn't know he has displacement. I told he can't you. Yes, I told you. Okay. You know, Hollis right, told you. You're not dead. Peer pressure w- wins out once again for I everybody to see. I didn't waste that. Sudi closed his ears in addition to his eyes. <laughs> Hollis um, is like, I didn't waste that third level spell yeah, for you to right. check it out. You know what? Sudi will, will slide that 10 feet over, provoke the attack of opportunity. It has a 50% mischance. It does have a 50% mischance. So I rolled 29 to hit. Golly. And a four on the percentile. Yeah! <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go, Jess. You feel vilified you for using displacement on me. I don't feel vilified, but I do feel good. Fine. I think I think you're looking for vindicated. Vindicated. <laughs> yes, that vindicated. Too. vindicated. Do you feel yes. vindicated now? I do. She would have felt I vilified if he'd killed you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fine. Because I had an internal debate about giving it to Citra instead because I knew Rachel would put herself into danger. And I was like, <laughs> but Sudi's right here. I have put two years into Sudi. I'm not losing him to stonifying. We can cover you in blood. I, yes, oh, we are. We covered in blood. It's gross and sticky. <laughs> you big baby. It's in my fur. I mean, Sudi is kind of a big baby, baby, so it's fine. Sudi so, doesn't want to play in the, bathe in the blood of his enemies. <laughs> you still have a standard action remaining, Sudi. Yes, and I will go ahead and take my attack. Nice. 96 to get through the mischance. 19 on the dice for a 31. 31 will strike your target. Yes, it will. Technically a 33 because I'm flanking. Uh, rolled mad damage, so 7 points of damage. Still lashing out with your fist, punching your foe. I could have done a lot more damage if I would gotten a full attack action, but oh well. Citra can now be the hero. <laughs> Citra also, doesn't have uh, that cool rogue talent. Where he's opportunist, no. That's a 10th level thing. Yeah, yeah, that's next. Next you level, 10th or 11th level. Yeah, yes, we are 9th level. Nine. Okay. I've lost so track. So close. Sudi slides in, lashes out, punching the snake in its back as it turns back around to him. 
King of Serpents. I know it's a lizard. <laughs> it is also confused. Hollis Starkweather, are you averting your gaze? Yep. Uh, actually, Hollis is just going to close her eyes. Uh, and then she's going to take a tentative <laughs> little five foot step forward. Sorry, I, you said she closed her eyes and I had this vision of her just like taking one look at Sudi moving forward. Like, yes. And then she folds her arms, crosses her ankles, leans back against the wall and pulls her hat down over her face. <laughs> like a cowboy leaning outside of a saloon. <laughs> My job got this well in hand. <laughs> uh, no, she's going to go ahead and like step tentatively five feet forward with her eyes closed and activate her protective ward as okay. a standard action. So uh, Citra, because she's the only one within 10 feet of me, I think. I don't think Sudi is. No, I'm 15 feet away. Citra gets a plus two on her AC. Does that stack with haste? I believe it's a deflection bonus. It's a deflection, so I don't know if you it, have something else. It, so it does not stack with a ring of protection, but it does stack with haste. Okay, well, it still gives me a plus one then. Yeah. Sweet. So that's what protective I do. ward rolls out from uh, Hollis. From there, we go to Narmer. Dun, 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 He's going to spin acid at the one dun, 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 that is dun, 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 at the doorway. I'm assuming that's why he's singing. Yes, that's that's <laughs> yeah. why I was doing the Flight of the Valkyries. <laughs> he rolls a 10 for a 19. A 19 will strike his target as he spits down again. He only does one point of damage. Oh, boo-hoo. Ooh. He's he's doing it without being in any danger whatsoever. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. He's a familiar. I he's could do this forever. Actually, I could even use a charge of the wand that's inside of me, I think, to increase the amount of damage I'm doing. But yes, I'm holding he could. the reserve. Yes, he is. <laughs> I can't wait to get down there and she, uh, Mashika's beaming face at me whenever I land. And she's so <laughs> proud of me for everything I've accomplished. She is uh, proud Masika, of him. you're petrified. Yeah, but she is proud of Narmer. Well, actually, right now she isn't anything. Uh, Citra. Citra is going to full on attack. <laughs> so is Citra evading, averting her gaze? No. Very well. I will need Citra to make two fortitude saves. All right. The first is an 11 for a 19. All right. The second is a 17 for a 25. Both of those will succeed. Out of curiosity, does that mean that Citra has the same fortitude save that Sudi does? I have an 8. I have a 10. Oh, okay. I, and I have an 8 right now because I have the coal on. Ah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so you resist the petrifying gaze of these two things. You stare down at this one between you and Sudi. And you look fabulous. <laughs> and you look really good. You have a really nice cat's eye thing going on right now. It's great. And you know what? Yeah. You know what, guys? Good two-weapon fight. Oh, two-weapon fighting. Yeah. All right. Very good. <laughs> Rachel now pulling really out all the business. stops. It's about to be real up in her. Okay, so I rolled a 10 or a 21 for the first one. 21 will hit your flank target. This was a will save not to be petrified. I couldn't fail it. Stupid fortitude saves. <laughs> <laughs> the Heather Mythos dice luck doesn't apply, apparently, to this specific type of roll. Only to will save. I'll, I'll oh. point out that she made, I think, that save seven or eight times before that. I so. guess that's true. Statistically, Statistics. you're bound to fail it. 26 plus 7 is 33? Uh, 33 points of damage? Yes, with the sneak attack. A violent and bloody stab. It is still going, but it is badly injured. Okay. Did the ball lightning spell I cast go away when I got turned to stone? No. So then that basilisk outside the door standing in two orbs of ball lightning. Yeah, that's fair. But we'll get back to that after Citra. Uh, so my second roll, I rolled a 12 for an 18. 18 will strike your flank target. Okay. Nice. 
20, 27 points of damage. Yeah, that'll kill it. Yay. I think it says if the ball of lightning enters their square. If the ball enters their square, it stops moving and does 3d6 points of electricity damage. It doesn't actually say anything about stuff entering their square, but you think it would still be there. It's still there, but I'm going to assume that it's easily avoidable because you have to use a move action to direct them where to attack like a um, magic sword. Okay. So, yeah, it has to... The the ruling is that the ball has to enter their square, not vice versa. Okay. Uh, there's still another target there if you want to keep going, Citra. It's not flanked, but you could stab it. I will stab at it. Uh, all right. I roll a... So this is my offhand attack. This is for the plus 11 again. So I got a 30. A 30 nice. will strike your target. That is a threat. Hits threat. Roll to confirm. Will a 20 confirm? A 20 will confirm your critical hit. That would be 13 points of damage. Another vicious cut as you continue to bear down on it is still standing. I get one more attack. Oh, that was so close to being another crit. Okay, well, it's a, I rolled a 17, so that would be a 28 plus 1, 29. 29 will strike your target. For 8 points of damage. Another telling blow as the snake continues to press forward. Lizard. The slizzard. The slizzard. The slizzard continues to slizzard. Brings us to it. It will focus its gaze on Citra, requiring Citra to make another fortitude save. Oh no. We can be stone buddies. I oh, doubt no. it because I rolled a 19. <laughs> um, which <laughs> Fine then, be that way, Rachel. 27. <laughs> 27 will succeed. <laughs> It then retreats away 20 feet as it starts really? snaking its way off into the city, uh, provoking attack of opportunity from Citra. Roll a 14 for 27. 27 will strike the snake. Lizard. 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 For 10 points of damage. He's still going. Well, do we let him go or should we go after him? I mean, he's kind of a hazard. <sighs> I mean, I think we should go after him just because otherwise it could sneak back up on us later. You actually going to open your eyes and chase after him or do I need to? I. Rude! <laughs> that was jar. a low blow. Jar. Hi, <laughs> Jar. Speaking of it, Sudi's turn. I. That's why she's asking. <laughs> All right, famous last words. I'm going to open my eye. Okay. And chase this thing down and try to pummel it. Go ahead and make you me that fortitude save. Yep. Oh, my. Good news. I didn't roll poorly. I rolled a 12 for a 22. All right. Um, okay, so, yeah, 22. So I run after this thing. Punch it in the and face. And I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to punch it. This time I don't have a mischance, so that's nice. Uh, I roll a 15 for a 27. 27 will strike your target. Uh, for 11 points of damage. Badly injured, Lethal. but still going. Dang it. Oh, I guess you could have stunned it. Oh, well. Oh, dang it. Ah, I should have stunned it. No, that, dang it. it. That's the perfect time to have stunned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disappointed in myself. Hollis Starkweather. Ah, whatever. Let's see. If pertinent, and I think this is pertinent, since you knew the uh, made the knowledge check against this creature, you're also aware that its gaze attack has a range of 30 feet. Just if I move into that square kind of behind Masika a little bit, uh, is it 30 feet? I can't quite tell. You're 35 feet away at that point. All right, I'm going to move uh, behind the Sika statue and look around her. Uh, and uh, I'll cast Magic Missile. I was about to say, just cast Magic Missile. <laughs> <laughs> just put it down. 
a quintet of magical purple shards blast from your fingertips, circling around the statue of Masika, darting under and around Sudi before striking unerringly into your fleeing slizzard. 15 points of damage. Ripping the creature to shreds as it splashes down into the sand and falls nice. still. Uh, all right, I guess it's time to uh, cover Masika in blood. Sudi, like, turns back. Is there a tub nearby or something? <laughs> or do we just drench her in it? Like, so, I was going to say, Sudi doesn't do bother that. He's just going to haul He's gonna haul one of them up. Yeah, Narmer, Narmer flutters down and lands. Hey, Amashika, did you shoot? Oh, no. Why? I told you we were going to Why, either. gosh, why? <laughs> he then falls dramatically to his knees. <laughs> what knees? He's a fish. Whatever counts his knees on his tiny, tiny little legs. <laughs> It should have been me. I'm so sorry. Narmer. I could. I would trade if I could. Narmer. <laughs> yes, Chitra. I know. I'm so upset. No, Narmer. She's going to be fine. We know how Sudi, to like, reverse it. Sudi like leers over him, hauls up one of these things like by its tail, slices its throat, and just pours the blood <laughs> over really? the Sika. You're, you're strong enough to lift a 13 foot tall basilisk. <laughs> Five foot he puts four it, over, he puts it over his shoulder and he like shoots it like a water hose. <laughs> oh my God. That only works if it's still what? alive. Otherwise, there's what? no circulation to make that happen. You squeeze, yes. squeeze it. If, you if squeeze it. It is a 300 pound lizard. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sudi and Biggins just to do this. One, yeah, I couldn't begin to do this. However, work. my lift off ground is 460 pounds. All right, so yeah. You're still five What is, what is your four. lift overhead? Yeah, but Masika's, Masika's taller than you. No, she's not. Masika's so five foot eleven. Oh, is over she? Oh, okay. <laughs> Masika uh, is tiny. <laughs> I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess. Do we stuff her in the lizard? Is that how this works? No, we, we cover her in the blood. Cover her in the blood. We'll and give it her lizard reverse. powers. No. Oh. It kind of it brings her back from being stone. Oh, will she get like a petrifying gaze? No. Like whenever she gives her husband a stink eye, whenever he forgets to take down the laundry. Maybe. Oh, I don't that'd know. Be really cool. I let him believe this. <laughs> I'm gonna hope so. She anyway, can. we maneuver this lizard and bathe Masika in blood, Elizabeth Bathory style, which apparently <laughs> yes. needs to be done. I sure hope I remember this correctly. And if you don't? Well, then it won't work, but I mean, I'm hoping it's I'm hoping And then we just right. have a bloody statue hanging around. It'd be kind of gross. But after a, just a couple of rounds of smearing blood all over her, yeah, Masika, you break free, looking like the end of Firestarter. Um, or is that Carrie? Carrie? That was Carrie. Never mind. It's Carrie. Carrie. Looking like, yeah, looking like the end of Carrie. <laughs> Masika, you're back amongst what? us. What? What happened? It um, turned you into a statue, and then I was really upset, and I went, No! Really loud as I felt my tiny little knees. Masika, also, I don't have knees. That seems to be huge, uh, a huge design flaw. Masika picks up Narmer and gives him a hug. You're very bloody. You may want to wash yourself now off. Now you're both covered in blood. Maybe I'll absorb crazy lizard powers. Ooh, do I have lizard powers now? I'm going to no. hope so. No. Aww. Actually, keep yourself covered in the blood, and then I'll blast you with my my magic light, and then maybe it'll Holl- sink. Hollis just shakes her head, like Mm-mm. no, no, no. <laughs> Masika no, no, no. is going to cast create water just over her head. <laughs> nice. Oh no, I might rush. You're fine. Oh shoot, that's not true. I'm a non-fairish metal. Also true. So um yeah, so Basilisk dead. This place is probably actually safe now. 
What were well, we here looking for anyway. again? <laughs> <laughs> Signs of the cult. We did we find found that. We found bodies already. I guess we're going to keep searching the ruins. Masika shrugs and kind of gestures outside the door of the ruined house they're in. I will give this to Hollis. Everybody else, plug your ears. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know. Can I? Can I mute? Oh my god! Uh, uh, you can't mute me. I'm in the same track as her. Yeah, yeah I'm in the same true. room You're as in the you. Same room as me. Oh, anyway. and don't mute me. That's just rude at that point. <laughs> 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 Only Masika can't know. Uh, Hollis, if pertinent, the amount of time that the basilisk is dead is important. Uh, the blood will only work for one hour. The amount oh. of time an individual is petrified, however, is not. Oh. Well, you know, we, we could unpetrify those folks because, I mean, there, there ain't no limit on how long you got to be stoned for it to work. Just how long the thing's been dead. So let's unpetrify the people that still have all of their extremities and their faces. And, um, oh, yeah, that'd be um, really bad except, otherwise. Except for um, they tend to blow up. What? They're cultists. If they're the cultists, cultists, they'll blow up. If they want to, and if they're dying, they may not do it automatically. So how many? You said it was one d three per basilisk, oh, and there were totally six basilisks. And pretend oh, to be like a cultist. That's actually a good plan. Quick, Mashika, put a mask on me. Uh, n- That's no, not how that works. I don't um, think they would believe you were a cultist. No. So how many doses do we have? Because it's one d three per basilisk, and when there were what six basilisks. Minimum six, so minimum five more, right, so, but probably uh, more. Jessica, go ahead and roll me. I have a d3 if that helps. Uh, sure, roll the d3 six times if you prefer. That's fun. One. One. Three. Three. One. Two. Eleven. So you have ten doses remaining after unpetrifying Masika. Are there ten... Are there some of the statues that aren't cultists that are just people that accidentally came through here that are still in good enough condition that we should unpetrify them? Because seriously, people missing limbs or their faces have been blown away. We're not doing that. Uh Yeah, they would just be unpetrified to then just die real quick. And that'd be awful. Yeah. You have enough time to make a perception roll to search. You may each roll perception if you wish to split up and scour the village. Let's split up. If yep, you want to split, split into teams, you could do that also. Do we want to do up, teams gang? just to be safe? We don't know if there's more basilisks. Ooh, that does seem prudent for the... There might be more. Problem is there's five of us. Narmer and, and I count as a team. I am yep. impervious to petrification. That's true. Well, that's what I mean, is that there's five of us. So one person still would have to go by themselves. Yep. Technically speaking, I could help as well. I'm going to have yeah. hop back inside this satchel now. Go ahead and close me back up again. I, I think the danger's passed. Uh, I think we we should be fine, right? Just yell really loud if you see a basilisk. I can dimension door away, so I can go by myself. This seems dangerous to have the wizard going by themselves anywhere. But anyway, Citra and Sudi will go away. And Masika right, and Narmer will go another way, I guess. Uh, I am going to point out that the two most perceptive people are going together. That's a problem. I'm not very perceptive at all. I have a zero, but um, my chicken's okay. I I think I, maybe yeah, I think Citra can go by herself. She handled these basilisks fairly the basilat be, bes, Basilinis very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Sudi can go with with Hollis. I okay. think I'll all be right. fine by myself. Um, if 
Sue, do you want to go with Hollis? I think that would be fine. Ah, All right, let's move it. Hollis. We're burning, what, an hour we have? Team Solace, let's go. Team Solace away. So we have Team Solace and then Masika and Citra are both going alone? Yes. Yeah, well, technically Masika's with Narmer. Okay. And you're going to aid me, Jess. I also have a chicken that can aid. Uh, and your chicken can aid me. Let's get aided. Okay. All right, so let's, I guess, start with Sudi. All right. Yeah. It's good that she That'll aided play. you. I did not. Okay, so that's a plus two, so that gives me a 30. Okay. Yay. Masika? I rolled a nat one. All right, Narmer aids, um, and Masika rolls a 19, which gets her a 26, so a 28 with Narmer's aid. Nice. Okay. And Citra? Oh. Citra did not roll very well. She only rolled a six for a 21. Okay. Paranoidly checking all the corners with Mirror. Probably. Um. <laughs> eh, probably not. <laughs> okay, Hermione. Check your corners. Hermione didn't have a sword. Citrus got a sword. Or That's a kukri. <laughs> Hermione would have been way cooler with this kukri. <laughs> uh, are you a wizard or aren't you? The nope. party splits up. I'm a magus. You begin to scour. You find that the, the village here is desolate, abandoned. Has been picked over a couple of times. You can't even entirely be certain how many times. I mean, some entire buildings have been buried by sand dunes that have rolled in and just kind of settled, caught up against the rocks here at the edge of the oasis. The manor house on top of the hill has, for all intents and purposes, collapsed. Sudi, it's in one of these buried sections that you're just kind of, you're climbing along, you've been looking, you've been looking for the better part of almost half an hour before as you're stepping down from the second floor of one of the buildings that you're able to just walk up to because the sand is stacked so high up against the outside wall you just were able to walk up and explore into a second floor window it's as you step down and begin to slide your way down the sand looking over towards hollis where she and uh sugar are sugar is lightly digging through the sand uh, and hollis is just kind of sweeping around with a detect magic hoping that like a magical aura might lead her somewhere close to something or just keeps kind of digging around and picking up small trinkets Sudi, you nearly trip as you reach the bottom of this slope. And as you turn around and fish your hands through the sand, you find what seems to be a nearly intact statue. Probably actually kept safe from the blowing sands by the fact that it was buried in sand in the windward side of this building. For how long, you have no idea. You're able to spend the next 10 minutes probably with some help from Hollis. I'm sure she has some sort of magic that could assist or summon invisible servant or do something. Sure. <laughs> Sugar helps digging. Before you unearth what appears to be a dwarven man. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. It's somewhat surprising because the man's head and face are completely shaved. Oh, okay. Would so I recognize the type of dwarf this is? Uh, either of you may make a knowledge local. I don't have that. That's why you brought me. I rolled a 12 for a 22. Looking this figure over, do you believe that this person is quite possibly one of the Pomet? Uh, they're sometimes derogatorily almost referred to outside of Osirian as sand dwarves. Um, it is not a term that they use to describe themselves. Uh, they're a dwarven culture native to Osirian and are distinguished from other dwarves, usually by their dark bronze skin. Not all of them shave their heads and faces entirely, although that is common amongst the priesthood, even amongst the dwarves. Ooh, priest. 
All right, this seems to be a pomet dwarf. They, uh, they're native to this area. Uh, the short version of it is, is that you know that according to their legends, the pomet were messengers from the gods. However, many believe that they are more likely servants or slaves, possibly the pharaohs of old. Rumors hold that the pomet guarded the royal tombs of entire Osirian dynasties. Uh, regardless of the legends and mysteries that surround the pomet, the pharaohs of ancient Osirians sought advice from the long-lived pomet dwarfs. Goodly and compassionate pharaohs who earned the Pomet's respect also gained their service as courageous and competent bodyguards, as well as their expert skill at stone masonry and stonecraft in constructing their tombs. They, well, it depends on who you ask, but generally they were servants or slaves, um, but also they were well respected, so it kind of depends, but they are responsible for making a lot of these monuments out here in the sand for garden tombs and whatnot, so if we woke him up, he might, he might know something helpful. I mean, can't hurt. Here, give me a hand with this. How much How much does this guy weigh? And his statue form is about like 900 pounds or so. Oh, that's a lot. Well, I can drag 1,100. I can drag 500. We drag him. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you can drag him out elsewhere. Masika and Narmer are in the... Uh, exploring the ruins of the manor house at the top of the hill. You're digging around through one of the back rooms kind of just going through the crates here which have been rifled through and looted in ages past before you notice what appears to be a statue of a slender woman crouching behind the crates you can tell that she's leaning over and as you approach and kind of shine your light down you can see where she seemed to have hidden behind the crates and then leaned over to peek out mistake (laughs) seemingly a mistake but also it doesn't seem that the lizards ever did find or notice her because there are no missing chunks or anything bitten off of her Narmer yep found somebody ooh he opens his chest plate and shines a blinding flash of light across the room Masika blinks Narmer oh yes oh that's right my one weak point he closes his chest Masika has a strength of 10. There's no way she's moving this lady. Narmer, go find the others and tell them to bring some blood up here. Right. I'll tell them that you desire blood. Sure. He then flies away. (laughs) Although Narmer can also just bring some blood. (laughs) It's true. I could store it inside my chest cavity and like spray blood everywhere. (laughs) Gross. I have an acid reserve somewhere. Apparently I could just replace it with blood. Ew. Ew, yeah. no. That's gross. Turn him, in, turn him into a little blood super soaker. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, so Citra, you're back in the uh, the central courtyard by the time that Hollis and Sudi come dragging this statue of a dwarf out towards all of you. In the meantime, Narmer flies down from on high and then like lands basically on top of Sudi. So I, I'm assuming I didn't find anything? You found nothing. Yeah. Hey, Gash, we found a body up... Sh- well, I guess she's not really a body, because she's... We found a statue. Do you need some help getting her down? Yeah. I think we're running low on time, though. Just take some blood up there. We'll work on this one. All right. He grabs grabs one of the lizards and just, like, using his 460 lift-off ground, just starts, like, fireman carrying this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to, to bloodying up this dwarf, huh? It's going to be an interesting conversation when he wakes up. So I suppose then, Hollis, Citra, the two of you smear this man's body with blood. It takes a short time, no pun intended, to cover the dwarf entirely with blood. After a couple of moments of waiting as you finish coating the top of his head, you see the statue shiver 
before he continues to have a half stumble step forward. His eyes are almost a brilliant yellow that stare out from underneath, under all the red and blood, you can see deep bronze skin, fine chiseled features, the muscular build of a man that's obviously a warrior or a soldier, perhaps, wearing armor that looks to be something akin to a breastplate, which you can now tell is a deep bronze. He half steps, stumbles, spins around and faces the two of you as he reaches down towards his weapons. Citra raises her hands up and surrender. I guess I'm going to talk in Dwarven. That feels like a thing that might be good. Um, Peace. We we just brought you back from being turned to stone. There's no danger here. The basculus came. Yes. Yeah, we've killed them. And she kind of points at the corpses. The pile of corpses. You speak my tongue easily, sister, but I do not know you. I'm Hollis Starkweather. I actually apprenticed under a dwarf a long time ago. This is my friend, uh, Citra. Do you happen to speak maybe Osiriani or, or Common? Because I don't no. believe she speaks it. He switches to an old dialect of Osiriani. Yes, I do, actually. That Citra stares a l- little bit in confusion as she tries to piece it together. If you speak modern Osiriani and ancient Osiriani, you can understand this as being middle Osiriani. It's a dialect of Osiriani that hasn't been spoken for approximately 1,500 years. Oh. I have a feeling you've been here for quite a long time. Oh. Mm-hmm. We sent someone out for reinforcements. I don't think they came. The year is 4714 now. On a calendar that, right? that he wouldn't know. Absalom Reckoning was still in use 1500 years ago. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, uh, was it? Oh. Uh, Haha. 4047? Yes. 4714. It's been. Several centuries, I think, since that basilisk came and turned you to stone. What year is it for you? It was uh, 2218. <laughs> wow. Wow. We were dispatched, my brothers and I, by the the satrap to ensure that the, the cultists of the Dawnflower were banished into the deserts. We'd heard huh. rumors of the the difficulties facing the people out here, and we came to assist them as we could. It's... Oh. He well, sits down. a lot's down. changed since then. Satrap, that would have been, what, the Kelish? Yes, yes, the Kelish satrap. It's... Mm. Uh, I need a drink. Oh, uh, I might have one. This poor, poor dwarf. <laughs> I don't have one. This is not the right character for drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Citra at least offers her water skin, if nothing else. He, he yeah, takes true. it and drinks. Elsewhere, Sudi, ascending up the steps, you make your way into the central building as they uh, they try to calm down this man out of time. Yikes. Enter the building to find... Uh, I imagine Masika by this point has at least moved the crates out of the way. Yeah, I mean, she only has a 10 strength, so she's doing her best. <laughs> Yeah, she does that thing where she pretends like she's struggling with something until Sudi shows up so he can move out of the way for her. Maybe. Used <laughs> my big, strong um, husband doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> and that's probably also true. Uh, yeah, so I guess Sudi will flop this uh, basilisk down and uh, gut it and get to work because time's a-wasting. Did you guys find anyone else? We found the dwarf, one of the palmet dwarfs. Oh, I know them. No telling how long they've been there. I guess we'll find out. She he helps. Slathers yeah, everything she helps Sudi slather down <laughs> this lady. You coat the woman with this basilisk blood. This is so gross. Yeah, seriously. 
After a moment, she stumbles free, uh, unbeknownst to you, much faster than the dwarf downstairs. As the petrification, you don't know if it's settled in quite as much or not. She starts with a scream, jumping up as you're going to guess she went from one second of looking around the edge of a crate to the next second being faced with a giant cat folk. Oh, hi, hello. Hi, hi. Masiko waves. We we don't mean you any harm. What, What is she speaking in? Uh, she would address you in Osirian, assuming that you address Hi. her in Osirian. Okay, cool. Hi, I'm Masika, and this is Sudi. We killed the basilisks and unstoned something petrified you. Masika and I'm smiles. And this is Narmer. The woman stares out at the, hold on, five and a half foot tall cat man. Oh! The four foot eleven fish woman and the fish <laughs> robot. Oh, y'all are. It's weird. the fish robot that's throwing her. I guarantee you. <laughs> that's that was the it's tipping definitely point. Definitely that one, not the giant black cat. Who are you? Why am I here? I, I mean, oh god, the snakes. He, they're dead. Technically, they're slithers. They're, they're snake lizards. Okay. Snake. Um. Snakes. We we were we had to come out here for reasons. Um, and we found you petrified behind these boxes, and basilisk blood can unpetrify people. Masika offers a reassuring smile. I'm Masika. I think I'm gonna be sick. Okay, she dude. vomits into one of the crates. It's gonna say Sudi just kind of steps back from that. He doesn't want vomit in his yeah, fur. Yeah, uh, I mean, she Mas- is covered in basilisk blood. Yeah. Masika gives not <laughs> gives want Sudi that either. ew gross look, but doesn't say yep. anything. You should drench her in water. Um, do, do Wait you, until she's done. Do, do you want me to get some water? I'd offer to hold your hair, but it's covered in blood. Narmer, you're not helping. <laughs> oh, I suppose you collect her and bring her outside, out into the fresh air, drench her with blood. Yeah, what's uh, what's your name? Esh, Eshmina. And, and what, were, what were you doing out here in the salt flats? My friends and I, we were lost. We were trying to make her way through the desert. She stares off. How long have I been here? Um, I, 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 I don't know. What, what, uh, what year do you think it is? Uh, around forty-six ten. <laughs> oh. The current year is forty-seven, four, fourteen, fourteen. Forty-seven. It's, it's forty-seven fourteen. Shudi is also that. a man out of time. <laughs> God, I couldn't remember what year this book came out. <laughs> Sheesh. She yeah, What nationality quiet. does she look like? She looks to be Osirian. She's tall, surprisingly tall, close to maybe five foot eight, five foot nine, a little taller than Sudi. I suppose you lead her down, kind of set her down next to the dwarf over there. Uh, but the dwarf's name is Enhocked. Um I imagine you kind of set them down and give them a second. The dwarf is the first one to stand back up. Uh, the woman kind of rotates between staring off in a little disbelief and occasionally you think just the overwhelming nature of what's happened. Again, it's a hundred something years. Everyone that she knows is gone. I understand. The man stands up to his feet, even more displaced and out of his time. My people. He turns addressing this to Hollis. Is mm-hmm. he speaking Dwarvish? If you speak ancient Osiriani and modern Osiriani, you can understand middle Osiriani. Yeah, but I, I mean, Masika also speaks Dwarvish if he speaks Well, he's, he's addressing in uh, Middle Osiriani. My yeah. people, are they still safe in the mountains? 
Oh, I mean, there's still palmet dwarfs. I think they're... They still live up there. They're pretty xenophobic, but my father and I have talked to them before. <sighs> the man stands stretching. Any of those of you who have knowledge history may roll it. I do. I roll well. I roll a nine for a 20. 18 for a 25. Nice. Hollis and Sudi both. You reckon this man wears armor. Uh, he carries on one of his hips a kopesh. On the other side is a kukri. He wears bronzed armor, which is kind of sculpted to his form uh, with no arm protection or anything other than bracers on the back of each of his forearms. Both of you can recognize the emblems as denoting that he, you're going to guess the proper term will be was military, as these are emblems of the Kelish satrap. So the ruling cast from Kadira during their reign. I think it's important we have a conversation before you rejoin the world. The, the satrap doesn't rule Assyrian anymore. It's, uh, it's actually back in Pharaoh hands. The Pharaoh's rose back up. Mm, the, the cult of the Dawnflower helped him out, actually. Uh, when did this happen? Mm, I was alive for it, so a couple generations ago, I think. What, 100 years, 100 and some years ago? Uh, 40, it was last, the woman kind of glances over. I guess it wasn't last year anymore. Oh, so you're more recent. Hollis. Yes? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know what that means for you, considering you're, you're part of a military, it looks like, but... I'm sure your people would accept you back on account of they're your people. He nods. Maybe I might need some time. I I don't mean to be, like, pushy, but did you know this area well? The woman shakes her head. I, I was only passing through. I didn't know. Masika turns to the dwarf. My brothers and I, brothers in arms, we patrolled this region for years keeping safe the nomadic people here and protecting our borders against the threats of both the Dawnflower as well as Aramon. Masika smiles. Well, thank you for protecting my ancestors. Um, You're welcome, I suppose. <laughs> you don't happen to know where the tomb of Chisisek is. Chisisek? No. I, I've never heard the name. It's been associated with this kind of symbol, and Hollis would draw, like, the owl house symbol. The woman glances it over, shakes her head, still kind of hugging herself and staying distant. The dwarf leans down. Two or three weeks ago... Oh, well... It's okay. 2,500 years ago. Uh, <laughs> this poor dwarf! I, oh, my God! Ah, <laughs> uh, it's awful. Jeez. There was a sandstorm. We hid in a valley some rocky crevices. There's a, a natural archway that led into this secluded veil. There was a stone with a symbol that looked like this. There's this, uh, this rocky expanse. The, the wind had carved wide arches into the stone. For all of you, that does sound like the only landmark you were given. Beyond two bridges. <laughs> Mas Masika pulls out her map of the region. Do you have any idea where on this map it might have been? I have some vague ideas, but... If you could just give us a general area, it would be great. There's there's a group of cultists threatening the entire desert. If... My mind is a little scattered right now. No, I, I understand. I'm I'm sorry. 
but I'm, I'm a trained tracker, and I could lead you there. That would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, then, he just kind of dusts himself off and stands up. I suppose we should go. We, we have a caravan well, on the other side of the salt flats. I guess we should start making our way back to them and figure out a course of action from there. It'll also give somewhere for you to go. She talks, she's talking to the girl whose name she doesn't know. I'd rather not drag more people into this danger if possible. And The caravan will take you to some places with some nice folk. Eshmina nods. I, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. The dwarf glances back. If we have some time, perhaps. I was here with, with nearly ten other brothers. Could we perhaps try to dig and see if maybe I could find some of them? We could restore them as you've restored me. It depends. What, what's the time looking like? I don't know how much time we have. Uh, you're already past the one hour mark for the blood. Oh. I'm not sure that we'll be able to restore them, but we can certainly find them. Essentially, the basilisk blood trick only works an hour after the creature's been slayed, and it's been past an hour at this point. But, I mean, we can find them. He grimly nods. The dwarf looks out over the rest of the, uh, the village. If you would be willing to, I would appreciate that. He reaches up, like fishes around in his neck, pulls out an old, what appears to be something, a symbol around his neck that looks like the head of a jackal in profile. I would see them properly interred given respect. I guess. Can we identify that as... I'm you can immediately Anubis? recognize this is a symbol of Anubis. Okay. Wait, didn't the... did that empire try to destroy all of the old gods? Yep. Yep. Well, That's more specifically, the Church of Serenry attempted to destroy all the old gods. Huh. But he was against that church. Well, he mentioned escorting the cult of the Dawnflower out of Osirian. So he was helping them, maybe. Which actually, with, with Sudi's uh, knowledge history check, I'll go ahead and give it to you. Uh, you would know about this time that he became petrified was when the uh, the militant cult of the Dawnflower basically began to exert so much influence over the Satrap that the leaders exiled the cults into Thuvia. Uh, and mm-hmm. then they returned and uh, assassinated the leader of the Satrap in Osirian and stuffed some flowers into his mouth as a calling card. Wow. And uh, after that, the... Uh, Kelishite sultans uh, became suddenly way more understanding of the Church of the Dawnflower and let them back in. Wowzers. The, the Church of Shremre was not well liked at the time. Wait, so he was with them? Because I, I thought originally you said they were dispatched to fight the Dawnflower. They, uh, they were escorting the cult of the Dawnflower out of Osirian. Escorting could be used in rough quotations as in marching them in chains across the desert to banish them out into Thuvia. Okay. Hmm. But I suppose all of you, uh, you gather your, your new freed companions here. You can feasibly send Narmer off to go and uh, let Falto know, since he can make his way across the uh, yep. the salt flats much faster than all the rest of you can. Yeah, true. Settle down as the sun sets on this ancient city, your new dwarven companion beginning to search through the wreckage looking for his buried allies and this this woman, Ashmina, just trying to cope with the... Uh, the terrible situation that she now finds herself in. And with that, I suppose we'll just have to pick things up here next time. Oh, poor lady. She's probably like a thief. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? She was being really evasive. I'm going to wait for yeah. her to kind of. Yeah. And even if she wants out of here to loot, it's been over 100 yeah. years. Who cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. Cares. I think the statute of limitation is uh, in statue. Statue.
Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.